Who doesn't want to sit around a table with a cup of coffee or tea and listen to honest conversations around issues everyone avoids in person? Especially when we're secretly wondering and having those conversations in our heads. Well, this podcast is just for you. Join our host, You Mind, on Sit With You podcast and dive deep into the tough, difficult, and relatable life experiences she will be sharing from her own life and that of each guest she has on the show. Hello and welcome to another thrilling, smashing episode of Sit With You. I'm so, 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 so stoked and pumped to be here again in studio and joining me in studio today, you will never guess who. <laughs> it's Tari Rondegitare and I'm excited to have her in studio and excited itself is quite an understatement because I've scheduled this interview countless times. I've invited her to the podcast countless times. <laughs> Donkey ears. <laughs> now you're making me look bad. <laughs> you know, no, it's not her fault, guys. Life has been laughing on both our ends. That's so, true. yeah, welcome to the podcast, Tari. And I want to start by saying a huge, huge congratulations to you on the Jacaranda Music Festival role that you've just um, started as coordinator man that's amazing it's such a good note we get to start yeah thanks for coming to the podcast how are you feeling thank you for having me it's it's a pleasure it's an honor i'm feeling awesome yeah i'm really in a good space and i just thank god for for everything i thank god for this platform i thank god that we can have this conversation and yeah it's a it's a good day it's a good time to be alive. <laughs> so, Terry, this this is such an absolute honor for me to have you and sit with you. I mean, when I started this podcast, you were one of the first people I remember telling about it and saying, I would really want you to be a guest. And here we are. <laughs> a year and some later. And here we are. It's finally happening. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm glad that it, it's happened. And I'm glad that there's been other guests as well, which really shows that you committed to your vision and you made it happen. So well done to you. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I mean, I've just been learning and growing as I go. So enough about me and the podcast. I am truly, truly thrilled for you, Tari, and, and just excited to sit with you because I've been wanting to sit with you. I mean, we've sat in the past uh, over different um, different places, different um conversations different events in life but really for those who don't know you uh and uh you know who have no idea who you are i mean i would just want to tell people that you once mentored me <laughs> a few years ago yeah i know right <laughs> oh yes i did <laughs> yeah yeah it feels like that was years ago I know, right? It it took a toll on who I am and that in a good way, it was just so amazing to have someone to look up to who could talk to me, especially a person of faith like me who had walked the journey into the arts and the creative sector in Zim and in Africa. I mean, you're, you're a powerhouse brand. 
and just having you walk with me in that journey Mm -hmm. a few years ago and just being the woman that you are in the creative sector. Uh, You're a sister, you're a friend, you're a multi-talented singer, songwriter, guitarist, musician and mother. What would you say, how would you introduce yourself uh, to people? Because you wear so many hats and you wear them so very well. Wow, I'm just a child of God. Um, I identify as anointed. <laughs> I've been meaning to say that. Um, yeah, but I'm just a lover of life. Um, I happen to be able to use music as a tool to communicate and to just give hope. Um, yeah, that's pretty much who I am. So maybe, Tari, you can take us back to where were you 10 years ago? And can you take us into your life back then? And what made the difference or the big change we see in your life today? in your art right now because I mean when I met you I met you at the book cafe and I didn't really talk to you back you then know? because uh, I, I didn't know you that well and also I, I was still trying to figure out how to talk to people that seemed more comfortable on stage and I was just a newbie I didn't know what I was doing half the time so <laughs> neither did I <laughs> I mean no, not at all. No, the, that book cafe stage was, you know, very experimental. You said 10 years ago, that would be 2013. I know I'd already passed that book cafe stage. I was possibly preparing for my first ever international tour, which we had 22 shows in three weeks in Germany with Prayer Soul and Retendo. Um, that was also just after that book cafe stage. I'll just take you back maybe 12, 13 years before. Um, like, like you're saying at the book cafe was really where I met Edith. Um, actually how I got to the book cafe, there's a friend of mine called Charmaine. I was working in, at African Sun, back then it was Zim Sun, still in the corporate sector doing events. Um, and she says, look, I remember you used to play guitar at school. There's an open mic happening at the book cafe. Would you like to come through? And I thought, yeah, why not? Let me bring my guitar and sing one or two songs. And that's how I met Edith. She literally just called me on stage and we just jammed. And she says, dude, there's a gig next Friday. See you there. <laughs> and I joined the band. <laughs> yeah, so that led that's okay. to that's all right. You know, a couple more shows together, which I thoroughly enjoyed because Edith literally walked the ropes with me. She, led, she allowed me to experiment with the band. She allowed me to do the band admin. Um, and that was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also mm-hmm. got to a time where I really wanted to now just perform in safe spaces and, you know, create a platform that would mm-hmm. allow solo musicians to just be themselves. Um, and that's how the Acoustic Night started. And then the Acoustic Night mm-hmm. really gave birth to the tours. It gave birth to the mentorship. It gave birth to the capacity building. Um, and yeah, it really just became a whole monster. A monster is a bad word. A whole creature. <laughs> yeah, it, it took a life of its own and it it just grew. And it became that space that artists could come in, be mentored, experiment with content on stage, um, and then just create a community of like-minded people that wanted to just, you know, spread positive vibes, <laughs> you know. But yeah, um, it led to our international tour and the rest is history. So you move from the book cafe and you're doing acoustic nights and you do this store that's like 22 shows in two weeks. Man, that's massive. How do you even do that? 
three weeks. It was crazy. From the airport straight into the studio, we started rehearsing. From the studio, we're on the road. And yeah, it was just crazy busy, but I absolutely loved it. And it also set a standard for, because remember, I wasn't known yet at that time. And you're thrown into the deep end. And it's as if God was showing me the standard. And Germany is known for its precision and, and just for its perfection. So it was really nice to see how people do things properly, how a, a, an industry functions and how the support structures are supposed to work. Um, bringing that back home is completely different, but at least I got that picture and I continually strive to recreate that in my space. So would you say that that's where you picked up this standard of excellence? Um, if, if that's the word to call it even, would we even coin it that? <laughs> Um, we are striving for excellence. <laughs> definitely, we are striving for it. Um, yeah, I think it 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 definitely set the bar um, for what I'm trying to achieve or what I'm trying to 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 bring together with all my projects. So at this point, you are traveling and doing all that. Was there anything different that happened to you? Uh, as a on a personal note like uh, as as something that shifted your character yes yeah maybe take take us into your your like your mental frame at that time where were you in your mental frame where were you in your spirit in your in your soul <laughs> stuff like that in that time So remember 20, I, I, you mentioned it's about 10 years ago, so that's around 2012, 2013. I had just gone through a separation. Um, I was married. Um, I had my daughter. She was about six, I think. Yeah. And so I'd just gone through the separation and then bam, I'm thrust into this, this life. So it was really as if, um, okay, this this thing has ended. I didn't get to deal with that. And then I'm catapulted onto a big platform because once we started touring, the moment we came back, we were performing at Haifa. We were performing at every corporate event. We were like chock-a-block of busy. Um, it did take a toll on the personal life, you know, Be, um, because you're going, you're going, you're going, and you're not feeding your spirit. You still have, you know, baggage that you need to deal with. So much so that I remember 2015 when I then recorded and released my second album, uh, which was produced by Steve Dyer. I remember when I went to meet him in Joburg and I had sent him my demos and everything. And he's picking me up from the airport and he says to me, oh, I love your music. I think you're a very, you write very well and you've got a very nice, you know, rich voice. But I have a question. And I was like, yeah, sure. And he's like, why are you so sad? <laughs> and I look at him like, what? Like, this is like one of the best producers I have heard in a while. And I was like, how did you even pick that up? Like, why? what makes you say I was sad? And he says, it's in your music. It's clear that you're not happy. And it then hit me. And I was like, oh, wow. Um, interesting and i remember when i then launched that album the night i launched my album it was my 30th birthday and it was a beautiful launch like i told you i had very good connections in the events industry so i had the the space was done up well my outfits were on point i mean everything was looking 
on point. But I remember looking around that room and I thought to myself, mm, this is such a facade. What people are seeing are not is not what's really going on. And I remember that night I went home and I said, Lord, if this is what the gift is going to do, I don't want it. I'm done. So at this point, are you noticing that you are sad or are you accepting that you are sad? What's happening in this moment when you're looking around this room? Yeah, it's it's that, uh, what's the word, where you're living a double life. I felt I felt it wasn't authentic. I felt uh, it's, right. it's forced, you know. Um, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of excitement, but it's not, I, I still felt mm-hmm. empty. Exactly. I still felt empty. And I mean, I was even going to church and everything, but it wasn't, there was no relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going through the motions, but I really didn't have a relationship with Christ. So I started um, walking with a friend of mine. Her name was Catherine Mishanga. And she really started to get me in the word. Um, first it was, you know, she'd, I'd just go and visit and she just seemed to have an ear. So I'd pour out and vent out my issues and my problems. And she's like, oh, no problem. Let's just sit and read the word. Let's, let's, let's talk about it. And I love the way that she... She had an understanding and a revelation. And I thought, I really want that. Like, I really like that. And, 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 and you know, when they said the word is alive and sharper than any two-edged sword, I believe it was already working and doing something in me. Uh, my mind was already being renewed um, to the point where I then said, you know what, Lord? Okay, I surrender. Take over. From that moment, I started to lose everything. <laughs> lost friends, lost you know, I just lost um, things that I thought were valuable. Um, little did I know God was taking those things away that I was holding on to, that I was idolizing. The gift that I was even idolizing, because sometimes you you hear so many, so many compliments. Hey, Tati, you're so good. Oh, this is great. This is working for you. You think it's you. <laughs> um, and you start to idolize that gift. And I remember someone even asked me, Tati, if you were to take off this gift, who are you? And I couldn't answer it. At that time, I could not answer it. And I remember thinking, oh, wow, I have no clue. So it really made me start to pursue the creator because I was like, okay, fine. This this guy must have created me for a purpose and I need to find out what that was. And I started to just delve into the word and just to hear what his will is for me. Um, yeah, and... That's literally how, and I'm still pursuing, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm still pursuing. I'm in a much better place than I am then. Uh, my relationship with Christ is much better. Um, but like, you know, we keep going, we keep striving, and we keep holding on to that hymn, um, you know, till we, till we win the prize. And I like that. I like what you're saying because um, I'm just seeing it all. You know, I've got this mind where I'm going with you back in time and I'm seeing you picked up by Steve Dyer. And, you know, it's like you're at the pinnacle of your life and things are happening for you. And this guy picks up a sadness that you didn't even know was was carried in your music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, in my head, this was supposed to be my best album. In my head. I was like, you know what? This is it. I mean, I had an all-star band. Um, 
Chuku's band was playing for me for that album. Like things were just going. <laughs> things were really moving. But the the irony is at the top where you where the world sees you thinking you're at the top. My my spirit was like, hey sh- girl, you're rock bottom. Um so some and it also made you made me redefine what the metrics of success was, you know. Um I love the story of uh, King David in 1 Samuel 16, where they're talking about, you know, what's his name? Saul's attendant is like, look, I know a guy, you know, Saul was struggling with this um, evil spirit that was tormenting him. And then the, his attendant says, look, I know a guy. And he's describing him. And he's like, yeah, he's a brave man. He's a warrior. He's a fine looking man. And the last thing he said was, and the Lord was with him. That blew me away. It blew me away because if you look at everyone in the Bible, their their superpower is that God was with them. <laughs> and I said, that that is success. That is success is where it's so clear that this person has God with them. And it it, it changed, I think from that season or that time, um, that has been my metric for success. And I continually pursue and try and say lord if you're not with me i can't go i'm not going anywhere i'm not moving because you know what (laughs) i i'm useless i'm nothing without you it's in you that i move and live and have my being i hope i'm not going off topic now (laughs) no 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 it's fine don't worry it's fine i mean i love this because the thing is i want people to know tiny the person because i think sometimes we have put people on a pedestal and we don't see the humanity in them. And the thing that made Christ so powerful was that he was fully human and fully God. Yeah. And when we see that he was fully human, that's where I think the relationship really grows because you know that you're not talking to someone who doesn't understand where you've been. So when you talk about, I actually went through separation and I really felt that separation, but I hadn't processed it and dealt with, you know, easily. If you talk to any musician, you'd think that they'll tell you, oh, my music was healing. And it's beautiful because music has healing components. But when you do look at life and you look at what you're sharing, I've been learning about frequencies and the heart that the heart heart has such an energy that it gives out, which is like called a torus uh, wave. It's like a magnetic field around the heart, meaning people can feel certain things. So in that time, this person picks up this sadness in your music. It means that when you are singing, that sadness that was deep inside your heart was also coming through because from the abundance of the heart, we give out, yeah? Yes. So it was also going out. And what people don't realize, and I say this a lot, is be careful of the music that you're listening to. Because when I then listened to that album, um, the first album, uh, you, you, you can sing a beautiful love song, but the heart is what comes out of the song. And that's what, what, you, what you, you can't give what you don't have. Um, so if I'm bitter, if I'm angry, and then I sing a song out of bitterness and anger, I'm just passing it on to the next person. Um, so it's, it's very important for us as creators or as songwriters or as poets or whatever it is that you're bringing out into, into the world to just soak it and sanctify it so that whatever comes out is what God wants or what, what he wants to deliver to his people. 
we are just churning out things that are just tormenting people <laughs> and yeah i could we could really have a whole podcast on that issue only <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. so let's now you've moved on you've you've there's this turn of events where something has changed in your life would you say that your life from that moment has been the way you thought it would be when you were younger or were there some surprises out of that time that were good or bad that you'd want to just share on oh yes definitely i mean everything has been a surprise like i nothing is going according to my plan <laughs> um yeah i always saw myself in corporates um because that's all i saw growing up um my mom is an academic and i thought okay that's probably the route i'm gonna take um yeah yes was i artistic definitely i was but it's not something that i thought would be a career um and even going on from that 2015 stage as much as i was going through turmoil god was already working out a plan i remember i think it was 2016 that i thought to myself okay god fine i've got all these degrees that i did i've got this work experience i've traveled the world like did i do that for justin j like what was the point i kid you not i got an email that said hi we're looking for an artist with event experience and a master's degree in any social science to run a project uh, a voter education project in zambia dude I, that you know and I, I i applied and i got that contract and i was uh, working with a few with uh was sponsored by osisa i think yeah and i thought to myself wow so all things actually do work together for good, for those who love God and those who walk according to his purposes. And every little thing that you think, ah, oh, this is not, you know, it's insignificant. I'm just working this job because I'm just trying to get by. It's all going to work together. It's all going to just come together. And those skills are necessary for where God wants you to be. It's it's pretty amazing. I mean, when I when I look at your journey, I think about my own journey and how in my journey, the huge part of um, what I do, who I am, and all of that has has really been something that leans on my faith a lot. It's been my faith has been such a pillar, and it has dis determined my perspectives on life, what I believe, what I value, uh, what I what I think is important in processing things in life. You know, and I I, I know you you spoke about so many of the things that you've seen, um, like how in your own life, when you look at the experience you got, how you used to see life, and now when you look at your life, nothing of what you've done in the past was wasted, but it doesn't look the way that you thought mm. it would look. Yes, it looks better. It looks much better. <laughs> mm. what, what do you believe? What do you believe? Uh, what, what do you value? And what do you think would be of value to anyone listening to us now in the process of their own, maybe even grief, but even you choosing to surrender your life in a place where you were right at the top for what's valuable in life. And you talk about a perspective shift in how you look at 
success. Can you talk about that? What does what does what what does value look like in your life? What do you believe in? I believe in God. <laughs> I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe in the Holy Spirit, and I believe that we were created by a Creator to be creative, to fulfill His purposes, and to do His will. And our our life pursuit should be in seeking Him. In the more you get to know Him, the more you get to know yourself. Um, sometimes I I marvel at how the Holy Spirit has transformed just my character. The things that I used to do um, that I've just said, okay, now when they happen, I'm like, I look by and I just laugh and I think, okay, <laughs> we don't do this no more. But this is the transformative power of his word, of his presence, of his nature. And, and what do I value? I value what God values. I value what he says, you know, he, he wants. I value the fruits of the spirit. Um, and I value eternity. I value the kingdom and kingdom principles. What are, what are some of those um, those concepts? Maybe for someone who's never heard that and they don't know like uh, those terms, how would you say that simply in words that someone else who's never heard it can understand? Like, who is the Holy Spirit? <laughs> Why does he matter? <laughs> okay. Um, this is what I believe. I believe that there's God who sent his God. And I'm referring to Jehovah, Yahweh, let there be any, you know, for the avoidance of doubt. Mm. Unless the universe is put there somewhere or the earth. Yes. <laughs> and he sent his only son, Jesus Christ, right? Who came and he, he, he shed his blood for us. Um, and gave us free access into eternity. Um, and, you know, he died on a Friday. Okay, he died and resurrected on the, third, on the third day. And when he left and went to heaven, he sent his Holy Spirit to be our helper here on earth. Um, when I talk of the fruits of the Spirit, I'm, I, I'm talking about how the Holy Spirit works in you. Uh, Galatians 5.22, I think, which is the fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace faithfulness, self-control. Um, what are the others? Well, it's in Galatians 5.22. Um, and it says above, you know, yes. And it says um, these things are not are above the law. You can't put a law on love. You can't put a law on joy, on peace. And I absolutely love that. And I, I, I use that as a template to say, okay, fine. Every single day, if I'm in a space, am I bringing these fruits? Am I receiving these fruits? Um, does the situation give me joy? Does it give me peace? Does it give me, uh, you know, self-control? Am I able to, to just uh, exude those fruits of the spirit? Um, I hope I've explained it well. But yeah, that's pretty much what my value system, what I'm believing, what I believe. I've been in spaces where people have easily thrown in the universe, thrown in the earth, thrown in anything and everything. And we live in a world where we are very liberalist mm. and we want to be mm. politically correct. So sometimes we're saying things and it's, it's, it needs to be qualified now. I, I don't think years ago we would have ever had this conversation, but now you need to actually qualify what you mean when you say God and God, we don't mean, you know, just gnomes because uh, the history of the word God talks about gnomes and 
things that the the English has believed in before, but it means a divine deity, you know, who created the world. Um, when we speak about Jesus, we are talking about the virgin birth, like little things like those that you now have to qualify that are not very clear anymore. So <laughs> It was said in the Bible that in the end times, it's going to be all this, you know, it's going to be different doctrines. We're going to be, even the elect will be deceived. Um, and now there's so many truths, so many truths that you'll find that those, you don't even know what the truth actually is. Um, but it is important for those, for the remnant, for his sheep, to just continually stick to that. I think in Colossians, where it talks about, look, it, this is a time where you can't sway. I don't remember what that, that verse is. But it's really saying, you have to stand firm in that hope that, you know, that, that Christ gave us. We have no choice but to just stand in that and, and persevere till the end, you know. In your own life, what meets... Um... What meets about life, pain and success, do you think we've believed as people that you can help us destroy? And in what ways do you, or does your work deal with life, even in these segments that I've mentioned? And I know sometimes a question like this almost kind of places you as an authority, but I mean, feel free to just give your view. Yeah, um, like I mentioned, I think the definition of success has been mistaught or just miseducated i don't even know if that's a word and um i think that we look at sales we're looking at likes we're looking at uh impressions on the social medias and we're thinking those are our worth that's where our worth is coming from and i think that needs to be redefined um in that the pursuit of your creator is the most successful you can be. Finding him and knowing that will and just being in the secret place, um, I think that should be the definition of success. You know, I just discovered, I think it's earlier this year, I discovered a verse in Luke 15 that Jesus then says, you know, success is not amassing and grabbing all these things, but success is to know the Father. That really like blew me away because... I don't think I'd, I'd ever seen that verse in the Bible before, but it just jumped out at me. And I was like, oh, Jesus actually addresses what success looks like. Exactly. And it's not, and it's not something I can teach people. It's not something you can teach me, you know. It's, it's something you have to pursue on your own. Um, and it's so unique to everyone. Like, your your relationship with your creator and my relationship with him is so unique to you and that's that's so beautiful it's such a beautiful thing have your thoughts on purpose loss and pain remained constant constant through your life or are there any surprising revelations uh, that you've discovered that you did not see coming are there any truths you would want to share? I know we're sharing a lot of truths because we are sharing the, the word of God. And I believe that there are some absolute truths that you can't, no matter where you're standing from, truth is complete. There is no half truth. So that's what I believe in. So I think ultimately the Bible is the truth. So if, if there are any other truths that you've discovered, please feel free to share with us. But yeah, I've always wondered if along your journey, 
your thoughts on purpose, loss, and pain have remained constant or they've changed somehow over the years? Yeah, they've definitely changed. I mean, remember when I was talking to you about my 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 career before 2015, I was pursuing money. I was pursuing the gigs. I was pursuing fame. I was, and I was going. <laughs> I wasn't stopping. And things were moving. Things were working. You know what I mean? Um, but then you think, you get to a point where you're like, okay, I have all these people around me, but I'm still not happy. I have all the access I, I need. I can literally just fly anywhere today, but I'm not happy. Um, so what is the point of all these things? Um, so yeah, definitely my, my perspective on purpose did change. Uh, and when we look at loss and pain, I'm now looking at it as, like I mentioned earlier, that all things work together for good. Whatever I've lost, God has a plan and his plan is better. And maybe this loss was meant to, to, to get me back on course, to keep me trusting him um, and to just keep saying, God, okay, what's next? I mean, I used, I remember there's an interview question we always used to get when I go for interviews. So tell me, where do we see you in five years? And I used to have a great answer for that. If you ask me, where do you see, where do you see me tomorrow? Peggy, I don't know. <laughs> I'll wake up and 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 just say, hey, God, <laughs> what's the plan? And every single day I end up where I never planned to be, but it's perfect. Um, I can even tell you, yeah, and, and I've got so many testimonies around that, but I've learned to trust him daily, every minute, every hour, and to to not lean on my own understanding, to trust him with all my heart. And that only comes when, and that comes with, with daily obedience, you know, uh, which is difficult. It's not easy, especially when you're someone like me who's used to planning things five years, 10 years in advance. I've had to come to a point where I don't even know what tomorrow brings. We don't know what we're eating tomorrow. But guess what? God always provides. He always provides. Wow. That's an interesting concept for I mean, many people, I think, out there, I don't think many people would agree because we're living in such a world with a huge rat race. If you thought the 90s had a rat race during the age of AI and possibilities. <laughs> exactly. And it's, it's not for, I'm also learning that it's not for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. It's not for everyone because it says it's going to separate the sheep and the goats. Boy. And only his sheep will hear his voice. So there are goats and then there are sheep. So, you know what I mean? Mm. So, yeah, only his sheep are going to hear his voice. So I, we won't stress ourselves with the goats. <laughs> hey, we won't stress ourselves about the goats. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you have such a deep way of processing things. Uh, and it seems like you're a person who learns from life. And with this uh, conversation I'm having with you, this Jacaranda Music Festival coordinator job come come through. What happened with that? How did you get this? Um, so I've been working with Walter from way back when. And I remember my first encounter. Oh, Walter is the artistic founder and artistic director for the Stanford Jacaranda Music Festival. And so around when we started the Acoustic Nights around 20... No, yeah, it was actually 2012, 2011. And we were actually looking for funding for the tour. 
So I actually went, myself and Presel went to water. And we're like, hi, we're wearing the acoustic night. Uh, this is what, this is what it's all about. And he said, okay, I'm not going to support this thing. <laughs> and I, I believe he acted prophetically in that time. Because he says, okay, I'm not going to support your, your plan. But what I'm going to do is John Legend has a show in South Africa. And I want both of you to go. I'll pay for your transport and your accommodation. Go. And we're like, what? So we went to South Africa. We watched John Legend. Yeah. But it blew my mind. Because um, Walter always said to me, you're not just an artist. And you need to start thinking like that. I know you can, you know. You do this, but you're not just an artist. You have a bigger purpose than that. Fast forward um, a, a, a few months ago, uh, I just I had gone to Harare to actually plan for Jacaranda because I was working as an artist liaison for the festival. And boom, he's like, you know what? Um, I'd like you to come on board as the manager. I think you're ready, and I think you could do you could execute this vision very well. And I remember it was very daunting at first, but I thought, okay, God, I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing because it's, it's, I, I do know one of my key things is to serve artists, to influence the influencers. And this is a beautiful position and a platform for me to do that. So I literally just said, you know what, where do I sign? <laughs> where do I sign? And, and here we are. Here we are. I think it's a brilliant platform. Um, just to 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 work with creatives and to to serve and yeah trust that the lights that 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 god that is in me will just shine we're meant to be salt and light so yeah that's what that's what it's about mm -hmm. so i'm really grateful that i can share god's god's fruits in this platform I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, this festival will be like. Even though I'm going to be watching it from online and from afar, uh, I'm really excited about it because for me, it's the dawn of a new day when one of our own gets to lead something like this. It's not just the generation that went before us. It's not the uncles in society. It's someone I know and I've seen your influence over the years. I'm out here rooting for you and just really waiting to see what will happen and what more uh, will come from this one um, opportunity because I know that there are doors that open other doors. So I believe it could be that one moment where you're walking through a door that opens other doors, not only for yourself, but for other people. And it's always amazing when you go out with a heart that is open and a posture to serve that's powerful because you, you're not just in it for what you can get from it, but what you can get for other people too, which I think is pretty amazing. So yeah, thank you for stepping up and saying you will do it. Because <laughs> we're all looking forward to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, I think daily I'm just asking for Grace to go through. It's a lot, but I'm, I'm grateful, you know. So yeah. And you also started a... An exciting project in the mother tongue you know it's i find it pretty amazing because i was in a meeting like an africa summit a few weeks ago that happened in musenberg uh, and this was like a university of the nations uh meeting where they're talking about 
what do we do? So the College of the Arts under the University of the Nations, which is like a youth with a mission university, they were talking about how do we impact with the College of the Arts? How do we get artists on the continent of Africa to tap into their creativity, but to partner with God to do it? And uh, I was in that meeting, and the one thing that we're talking about is we need to go back to mother tongue. What's your project about and why the mother tongue? So Kuluma Culture is, is the project that I'm, I'm doing. It's starting off with an album, just with uh, Shona and the Vede Folklore songs. Um, but the, the real story behind it is I moved to Vlawayo and just started to realize and ask myself why I don't speak in the really. <laughs> um, yeah, and just getting someone to teach me was a bit difficult. So I thought, okay, how do we make this fun and interactive? Um, and, and, and just, you know, and learn the language and create spaces where people can just learn the language. So it's it started, I'm still on the stage where I'm creating the album. And then soon after that, I'm hoping to have a, a Kaluma Culture Club where we'll just have informal informal conversations and 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 culture exchange yeah because it's it's i'm in a beautiful city and sometimes it's just nice to to speak what everyone else is speaking and if i have the opportunity to we might as well and i feel that you know we must do it for as many as possible and we we also have a generation where languages our indigenous languages are becoming extinct if I look at my, my children, my child's, my daughter's generation, and just how many people can't speak Shona or Ndebele or any of the other Zimbabwean languages, it's alarming. It's alarming. And we're losing a lot of our fabric through that. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a little drop in the ocean, but hey, it's, it's I'm hoping it will just create that love and the hunger for our indigenous languages. For me, I mean... Uh, what you're saying is so true. Do you know uh, Rutendo Mutsamwira was here on this program? So we, we came down here to Cape Town for this uh, Train the Trainers Art for Social Transformation residency. And then we're also doing the Principles of Cultural Redemption School under the University of the Nation. So I'm, I'm partnering to um, stuff that school and to be like on the school too, like on the team that's leading out with the school. So one of the things I started noticing as I was talking to Rutendo is how my Shona is dying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because there's not enough spaces for you to speak it. <laughs> yeah. And you know? she speaks Shona so very well. It made me start to hunger and, and, and try and find ways to speak Shona. So I start speaking Shona to people back home when I'm talking to them, when they call me and all of them are like, no, your Shona is weird. Stop speaking to us in Shona. Like, well, it's never going to move past this weird if you guys don't actually just allow me to speak the language. And because it's my language, I can speak it any way I want, even though intonation may not be what you want. Allow me to speak my language until I'm comfortable enough speaking it because the more I don't speak it, this is how I get to where I am now. I wouldn't speak the language because I'd speak to people in the language and then they'd say, yo, go back to English. But I'm Shona. I want to speak Shona. 
Yeah, and even when you read, even when you read the word, um, and you 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 read it in different translations. So I, because I'm trying to learn Debele as well, I I read the Debele translation and I read the Shona translation, and just the richness of, yeah, of some of the elements that come out of, of 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 the language or the context that comes out from maybe a phrase, it's unbelievable how a lost a lot of the word was lost in translation and it's rich a word like pamsoroi cannot be translated i know online when you go on google they say excuse me it's not excuse me it's not i beg your pardon is much deeper than that so a word as simple as pamsoroi that could start a conversation has no translation in english even to this age which i feel is unfair maybe but i mean it's 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 also a cultural maybe it's a it's something that's unique to that culture and i think it's special so i'm out here feeling robbed whenever we talk to we talk about languages we talk about mother tongue because it's not only shona it's all the rich languages that we have i mean in zim we have 16 official languages but only three are spoken by the whole nation which i think is unfair in all honesty, there is no excuse because we have resources online. Um, I'm, I've been, you know, because of this Kulubakata album, I'm, I'm really just seeing a lot of little things online that you can use to teach yourself. Um, yeah, so we, we, it's up to us to really just to take it up and just do it, you know. You, Dimima influencers, Arch. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, so true. What are the what are some of the little things we could do to to improve ourselves in the different languages? Because I know like what we've done over the years, which has not helped us, is we've learned how to say hello in a language we don't speak. So I'll go to Bulawayo and I'll say, Ah, Linjani, and then we we will greet each other, and that's it. Then after a while, you 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 know how to say Ah, Angikulumi, Minani Adoba Adoba, and that's it. And we know how to say that in all languages. And it seems like a joke if Trevor Noah is making this joke. But it's very true because we never go past it. We learn how to say, I can't speak French, parlez-vous anglais? So you get back to the English. But how do we go past that if we really have a passion for a language? Uh, You're talking about there's no excuse, there are little things you're doing. What sort of little things are you free to share with us uh, if, if, if it's okay? Just things we could do to learn languages better. I think a lot of the things, a lot of our problems are stemming from a lack of identity. Um, and it's just important for us to get back to that. Um, get your, I mean, I'm just talking in a family context. Listen to, to, to music in your language. Um, watch movies in your language, even if it's with subtitles. You know, speak the language at home. Um, yeah, and just be in spaces that allow you to speak. Um, I love it when Vazukuru go to Anagogo, especially in our case, my dad intentionally, who is impeccable at speaking English, by the way. But when you converse with him, he will speak in Shona right through. And I absolutely love it because he's intentionally saying, Vazukuru Vangu must learn. Um, and also when you have that picture growing up, you you just aspire to be that um so yeah i think we and also it's up to us as influencers as musicians or as 
creatives to also make it make the language cool you know <laughs> make the language cool make make everyone say what are they saying what are they saying everyone wants to know what they're saying because it just absolutely sounds cool we always google the pidgin english and, and the other languages when we want to hear what they what they're singing so let other people google the shonas and the develas when they when they hear us sing i watched a video with you and your daughter uh, and you were singing and i just thought about how grown she is um, <laughs> she's such a big girl now what what one life lesson would you pass on to the next generation from your own adventures in life and what would you want to say specifically to your daughter so it's first to the generation listening and then what would you want to say to your daughter and the people looking up to you now i think to everyone um it is in God that we live and move and have our being. Um, our true identity is in Christ. And the more we pursue him, the more we are, we, are, we are safe, the more we know exactly what we're supposed to be doing. I think there are too many messages about who you should be, um, trying to divert us from that one thing that you should be. Um, what was the second thing that you wanted me to do? The message to stay true to yourself. Stay true to who God has revealed you to be. Um, don't doubt. Don't doubt. Um, only like um, in this gen in this generation where there are so many voices, trust one. No matter what everybody else says, I'll say somebody will say to me, "Oh, Tari, you 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 don't look too good. You're you you know you look ugly." No, no, no. I'm fearfully and I'm wonderfully made. Know the truth and speak it. Yeah, speak it. That's what I would definitely say to her. I think I say that to her anyway all the time. <laughs> yeah, and she's listening to this conversation as well. So she's. Oh, hello there. <laughs> I love me. How are you? I'm <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so, Terry, we're getting to I like to say the legs of this conversation what's the one question you wish I'd asked you but didn't um, I don't know I wish you'd asked me okay if I'm if I'm working on any new music oh yes how would you have answered that how would you have answered that? <laughs> yes, I am. I'm actually excited. Um, yeah, I've got a new album that's literally ready. Um, I'm just, I just really want, I think I'll probably just sit and work on it in October and November. And yeah, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, I'm excited about this new music. Um, like I said, I, re I literally had to go to a secret place to download it. So I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, and I think it, look, I, I'm unapologetically kingdom. You know what I mean? I'm. Yeah, we have to be unapologetically light and salt. Um, in our generation, and we have to be very intentional about it. And I think we will use. We have to use every single platform that we have access to, to just talk about this God that we love, that we serve. I know I didn't ask you to bring your guitar, but 
but but but we can't release you without hearing you strum a little bit and just sing a little bit are you okay with that it's nowhere near <laughs> no way, really yeah oh. i have to yeah <laughs> oh well maybe we'll just have you sing a cappella for someone listening i love that song by the way <laughs> Mazula fanane, tara tara ricare, zinuza shandu kawani, zamundo na kudai, mandara yava mai, zinuza shandu ka. Check out the video on YouTube. Guys, check out the video on YouTube. Where can people find you, Tari, for those who want to connect with you and get to know your story and get to know you? So on all social media, on all social media platforms, it's at Tari Ronegitari. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Tari Ronegitari. I will never forget one thing you said to me, Tari. You said to me, so if, you, if you've been exposed to something, you have access to it and that stayed with me. I was like, yo. So whenever I see a door open and I get a shoe in, I'm always like, Tari said, if I'm exposed to it, I have access to it. So I pull up my socks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know, exactly. right? You have access. Otherwise, why else are you shown? Why else are you being shown? To just say, wow. <laughs> No, no, no. The, you know, the take it by force. It's yours. <laughs> oh, so good. What a way to, to end the podcast. Thank you so much, Tari, for sitting with me and just for clearing your schedule to do this. Thank you. Such a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> I'm glad we finally did it. <laughs> I'm glad we finally sat down and did this. Thank you so much. Looking forward to your new album. Looking forward to the work you're doing at the Jacaranda Music Festival. And all the best with that as it rolls out. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you very much. So, guys, here we are. And uh, this is a conversation that I've had with my friend, my sister, an amazing, amazing, amazing mentor, Tarirone Gitare, and I'm hoping that you guys have picked out a few nuggets from this to live by, because this is something you definitely can live by. So for me, it's if the Lord has given you or a shoe in into a space, he's exposed you to it, you have access to it, and that's something she said to me that stayed, but today she said something absolutely amazing about how there's, there's a whole shift in how she looks at success. And I hope that you guys can really take that to heart and understand that it is a truth that is absolute. It's not just a wishy-washy thing we're telling you. And if you want to know that you can take it to the bank, just look up Tarirone Gitarre, follow her and look at her life. That's been like, look at how consistently her life has been with her testimony, because that's exactly what this is. She did exactly what she's, t- she's talking about in this story. And we still see her soaring and coming into her purpose. So, hey, until next time, I'm your host, Peggy Shangwa. I'm out. 
Thank you for crashing with us and allowing us to sit with you. Remember to subscribe to our podcast and to follow us on Instagram, Apple Podcasts, and across other podcasting platforms.